Before we start with today's message, I wanted to let you know that your time with God doesn't have to end when this devotion does. Oh, it's Pastor Mike, by the way. <laughs> if you still find yourself wanting more great resources that take you deep into God's Word and deeper into the faith that you want, just visit us at timeofgrace.org. However you learn best, I bet we've got something for you. From our sermons, to our video devotions, to written devotions, to books, to blogs, and, of course, to more podcasts. One more time, just visit timeofgrace.org. I'll see you there. In James chapter 5, James urges us to pray, of course, and he assures us that God will answer our prayers. It's good news. However, it's important to know that there are two prayers that God does not answer. Firstly, God does not answer a prayer that is never prayed. One chapter earlier in the book of James, James gives us a very simple explanation as to why certain important things might be missing from your life. You do not have, James says, because you do not ask. God, of course, can do anything. He can answer any prayer, but God intentionally withholds blessings that he could easily give us sometimes because he's waiting for us to follow his instructions to to ask, to seek, to knock, and to confidently call upon him like he tells us to. And the reason why is because when we make the time to pray, we're saying something. We're saying that we need God with us as we go through something which means that when we don't make the time to pray, we're saying that, in a sense, we'd prefer to go through a situation without him. And when that's the case, God often allows that to happen. He allows us to go through a situation without him, without his help. Hopefully so that we learn to never do that ever again. The other time God will not answer a prayer is when it's not a prayer that is offered in faith. And there are two parts to a prayer of faith. A prayer of faith is, number one, a prayer offered by someone who has faith in Jesus as their Savior. In the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's even with our prayers. And number two, in this beautiful section on prayer, James brings up confession and sin to emphasize that a person cannot offer a prayer of faith while also at the same time holding on to a sin. In other words, we can't keep doing something God says we shouldn't and we know we shouldn't and also expect that God is going to reward us by then giving us whatever we ask of him. This is why James tells us to confess our sins to one another. In verse 16 in chapter 5, he says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. He wants us to do this so that we can help one another identify anything in our lives that's keeping God from listening and And so, well, I would like you to do that. I would like you to go find someone right now and tell them the most sinful thing that you thought or did this week. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not going to have you do that. But I I do want you to do something. And something that at first will seem to have nothing to do with prayer. I want you to think of your favorite color. Okay? You have it? When I tell you, I want you to speak the name of that color silently. In other words, I want you to move your mouth as if you were speaking the name of that color, but without making any sound. You will say the name of your favorite color, but if anyone's around you, no one will hear it. You think you can do that? I'll give you an example. So my, uh, my favorite color is... Probably were able to tell that my favorite color is blue but I gave you an example of saying that without actually any sound coming out. So now I want you to try it. Without making any noise, I want you to say the name of your favorite color. Go ahead and try it. 
I'm assuming you were able to do that. And if you were able to do that, then I want you to do the same thing again. But this time, I don't want you to speak the name of your favorite color. I want you to silently speak a word or phrase that describes your favorite sin. Maybe favorite isn't the right word there, but, but it's a sin that's on your mind most often. A sin that makes you feel most ashamed. Something about your life that you know needs to change. James urged us to confess our sins to one another, which can only happen out loud, of course. He's not opposed to us confessing our sins privately to God, but there's something good God does when we confess our specific sins to a Christian sister or brother. I want to give you practice doing that in a safe way here. So are you thinking of a particular sin? When I tell you to, I want you to silently say what it is to me. Move your mouth as if you were speaking, but without making any sound. You think you can do that? Why don't you try? Go ahead. I'm guessing that for some of you, that's the closest you have ever come to telling somebody about that sin. And I'm guessing that for some of you, even though no one heard it, it felt kind of good to get that out. Carrying around a weight like that on your heart without ever lifting it off your heart can be an incredibly heavy burden. Verbal confession to someone else is a way God gave us to release that burden. But it also does something else. Confessing your sin to a Christian you trust gives that person an opportunity to remind you that Jesus died for that sin too. And you are forgiven. You are forgiven.